It's your moon howling and scowling, pepperoni with the side of extra cheese, Wolf the dog, the moistest DJ this side of the solar highway. And I am out-wooing at you live from 694.2 PTBP, the greatest radio station that ever did. Now let's move on to the greatest things y'all ever did. Write me fan mail. This week's Howlin' with Wolf is from at blackgoat underscore M10, who Instagrammed about the show and tagged at pretending pod. What a super cool way to let your friends know you're a freak. He writes, Greetings, Mr. Wolf. Pretty new listener and first time howler here. Great show. I've not really been into RPGs before, but I really enjoy the gang's escapades and contention and the city. Keep up the good work. Big shout out to Victor for sending me your way. Appreciative howls from Matthias in Sweden. Matthias, are you telling me that THE Victor sent you? What did he tell you? Who do you work for? Matthias, you're on thin ice, buddy. And you better watch your back. And you tell Victor. Tell him that Wolf says, Hello. If you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag at PretendingPod on Twitter. Tag at PretendingPod on Instagram like Matthias. Or tag pretending to be people on Facebook. Wolf and his producer haven't spent a single dime on advertising. So y'all all here because of words and mouths, or words and posts, or words in comment sections. The point is, words are powerful. Please use yours to share this show with your friends, your co-workers, your grandparents, and step-cousins. And as a reward for your sharing, I'll do two things. One, I might choose you to submit a Howlin' with a Wolf. And two, I might and definitely always do put the links in the show notes. And while you're posting on them socials about 694.2 PTBP, keep them ear holes open and receiving my dulcet tones. It's time for the news. Last time, the field team at City Action News showed the good people of TikTok a glimpse into the calzone on their way to a potential story from a woman named Kaylee Silver. What they found was the scene of a gruesome homicide. After watching footage from the Furbo, it's clear that Kaylee Silver walked over to her fridge, cracked a beer, and her friend Kaylee Gold's head unnaturally snapped toward the kitchen before this differently dispositioned, Kaylee Gold lunged at the apartment's resident, Kaylee Silver. The attack took place out of view, behind the kitchen counter, but it seems Kaylee Silver stabbed her friend repeatedly in the neck with her broken beer bottle until Kaylee Gold's head was all but decapitated. Thankfully for this story, the can crew called the city cops, made statements, and headed off to cleanse their palates with a drink at the foundry. Taking us there now is a bop that don't stop. Good shit that don't quit. An anthem for the handsome. It's Alter Girl with My Life is Great and It's All My Fault. Is great. 
Also, why would we do a season one name? Everyone from season one is dead to this podcast, Luke. We are moving on. This is season two. Dude, Thomas, ask me anything about season one. (laughs) What's season one? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to season two of Pretending to Be People. (laughs) If you got into this podcast because of season one, thank you. But honestly, um, that shit is over and done. (laughs) And this is a new era of excellence and uh, groundbreaking podcast uh, role play. So fucking Straight up, dude. Yeah. Get your too tight britches on. Honestly, if which you is a li- reference to nothing. If you listen to season one, <laughs> <laughs> stop listening right now. Stop. Oh yeah, you need to stop. <laughs> Cut no, that no, out. No, 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 no. Keep going. The britches. This. Oh, I feel like I'm. Am I clipping for you guys? A little bit. I feel very loud. I'll turn you down. Turn me down a little bit. I'll just talk Oops. louder. Oh, the cat's the cat's going in the pod box. Get in the pod box. I will say main, <laughs> she, main she difference. She might knock the pod box off the couch. After listening to the edited version of the first episode of this season. Yeah, like edited. The, the once edited it was version, edited, yeah. we were funny and good. Exactly. That was but the big difference But after listening to that, um, <laughs> huge difference is the bridges are going to be small this year. Dang. This year's. This year's. <laughs> Oh, right. They were big in that thing. They that were big exist. last time, and now they're small. Hey, Zach, are they Mine. coming out of the world right now? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. Nope. Which is a reference to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Zach is currently. That cat is going to leave. Zach yeah. is, yeah, aggressively, aggressively kissing our cat. Kissing the top of Nico Case's head. And the first two times she was like, yeah, sure. And then the fifth time she was like, I'm not going to sit on this fucking couch with you anymore. <laughs> you lost cat privilege. Okay, so obviously I know the answer to this, but Joe, where exactly did we leave off last time? Oh, dude, you should have seen the crazy shit that I saw. A girl killed another girl in an apartment and it was messed up and we were all kind of exasperated by it. And so Cal Colorado asked us to go to the foundry to maybe wind down. Which is not a reference to the old Joplin, Missouri <laughs> music venue. It's a reference to what, Zach? Oh, it's a reference to what, Thomas? Uh, I don't remember exactly, but isn't it a newsman's bar? I believe it's a bar specifically for newsmen. That's right. Remember, newsmans. I remember the whole thing. I knew the whole, the whole time I knew that. So, vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Meep, meep. Julius, <laughs> Julius Summers pulls into the parking lot of the foundry. Yeah, where's the foundry located, Thomas? What, what kind of bar is this? It's got like dive bar aesthetics, but much like Cal Colorado's house, there are pictures all over the walls of local newspeople. And it's kind of maybe equidistant downtown from the different, like the three different local news stations. And so they all come and like relax and unwind there and, and talk shop afterwards. Are there any TVs on this on the walls at all like are they showing the news at this place or is it specifically like to unwind away from that i think they are i think they never play sports just the news (laughs) (laughs) how many news channels are in the city he just said there are three okay there's three tvs then (laughs) i I think this the foundry is like in an older building downtown but just absolutely like always in the shadow of these skyscrapers yeah. Yeah. We're, we're in like the we're totally. in like the downtown railroad like intersect district. 
<laughs> I love it. It's right where the train rolls by and there's a... They do train shots. <laughs> yeah, of course they do train shots. So pretty much every time this uh, foundry is like rumbling with the, the train that is basically right outside its back door. There's just a shitload of like attractive people in good suits. Like... <laughs> Getting fucking hammered. Yeah. And the trains come by a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's only That's a- one of the reasons that they chose this place <laughs> because it's very hard to overhear the conversation like right. anybody else is having. You have to lean in close Perfect. and it's a great place to like protect your sources. Yeah. <laughs> in your in your mind, is this place filled with producers and talent or am I is my ilk of the cameraman and crew there? Everyone comes to the foundry. Okay. It's all yeah. and we're all friends at the foundry. Color nice. ten, KY three any of the other ones <laughs> that's what i'm like i don't think we're like referencing specific networks but it would definitely be like the local abc cbs uh right. nbc, NBC yeah. fox like local anchor people all hanging out there except it's c-a-n-n-n-n it's nightly news now uh, um, e- etc is there etc which is um ethical uh this is gonna be like pbs and nobody watches yeah, it exactly. ethical Television. Television. Television channel. Channel. <laughs> uh, Joe, do you do one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, now that we said them all. Uh, RBQ. You guys have fun. Uh, it's Royal. sponsored by Arby's and it's barbecue. <laughs> RBQ. Yeah, Royal Broadcasting. Quarterly. They're, Quarterly. They only air every Quarterly. three months. Yeah, every- <laughs> anyway. Uh, I I speedily <laughs> pull into. Oh my god! I screech into the parking lot of the foundry. Does Beck say that? Uh, <laughs> unless unless Julius goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, Julius pulls in like as any normal person would into a parking spot, but as he's doing it, he goes. <laughs> and then he kind of like looks around at the other two and. Sees Cal is not laughing. No, Cal is like holding onto the oh shit handle, uh, <laughs> and is like is clutching at his chest. Keep in mind throughout these interactions of the the sights you just saw at the apartment, the high rise that you were just at. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you we land in silence. I bet you we pull in a little somber. Uh, I was going to mention. I don't think. Uh, he would not bring his camera in here. I think that this is a sacred place yeah. that he knows wow. not to film. Nice. And that's out of, very out of character for him. So you guys walk across this This is like gravel. where the witches and the witch hunters meet. <laughs> there are as many people outside smoking as there are inside. <laughs> also smoking? <laughs> yes. This is a smoking bar, but it's a nice day. <laughs> Uh, it's a cool evening from an oppressively hot, hot day. Uh, the humidity kind of dies off into the night and you've got kind of a cool summer evening as you guys walk across this gravel parking lot and head around back to the entrance of the foundry on the train track side. A train is currently finishing up. It's bustling through this back area and you see uh, a server is haphazardly making their way through the smokers outside with train shots. He's yelling, train shots, yeah! Who had the train shots? We got a, a whole a whole mess of them here. Cal just like silently takes one off the tray and downs it and puts it back on the tray. Julius grabs one, takes it, and then puts $2 down on the like tray. Nice. Which train shots are uh, specifically a special here at the Foundry. It is a single dollar for a shot of whiskey. 
Whiskey. Whiskey. When well. the train toots its horn as it drives by. Skirt, skirt. Oh, God. <laughs> if, we're, if it's fucking like dollar whiskey, we're talking old crow or worse. Oh, it's old granddad. Brown, brown derby select. It's old granddad. It's old granddad. Oh, oh yeah. Orange bottle label. And, uh, and you set this down and the server looks at Cal Colorado with a certain appreciation as he carries on. Uh, with his job. I think he knows to just add it to Cal's tab. Hmm, nice. Julius did put the, the $2 down on his tray, even though he knew that those were not poured out for Cal and Julius. Immediately you hear him uh, as he as he walks over to a group who's calling him over with the train shots. He's reassuring them like, yeah, hey, yeah, no, sir, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And, and they're understanding after the seeing the looks on the pained faces of Cal Colorado, Do we recognize Julius any of Summers, and Beck Wilder. Probably like we recognize. Are they are crew. they just like local news crew? Yeah, it's just another local news crew. They hold up their uh, shots to you as they all wait on the the other two shots to come, uh, which come quickly, and you're all able to. Beck takes his head off and does an exaggerated bow and puts it back on. <laughs> Guys, this is uh, my first time in here. Uh, I'm very excited. I've heard a lot about it. This is the first thing that maybe like brightened Cal's face in a while. Like he gives a very knowing look to uh. Beck. To Beck. Well, we have a first-timer here. I think you know what that means, Becca. We exchange a look, and you see a big smile on Beck looking at you. Are you thinking, like, we're going to do, like, do the full setup, like, now? Maggie doesn't let any first-timers in without uh, putting them through the printing press. <laughs> oh, Julius, my man. You're going to have fun tonight, dude. It's going to be good for you. You're going to want to shake off what we saw earlier. You're going to forget all about that weird, horrible homebrew murder. (laughs) I mean, I don't know that I'll forget about that anytime soon, but... No, the images will haunt you for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) But But we can obliterate them temporarily. The printing press? You'll see. Julius starts walking faster and wants to be the first one in there because he's stoked to see what the hell the printing press is. Do you think that you and I have a booth that we haunt? Probably, yeah. I I think that'd be cool. Julius has done his uh, research uh, asking his uncle all about these guys, so he knows which booth it is. (laughs) What? (laughs) So Julius goes and sits down in the booth that you guys usually go sit there. Do you like go sneak in like right before? No, I'm Beck just like leading there. leading the way. I'm just like going and sitting down and like turning around like look look what I know. Hey, that's the one we always sit at. That's that's weird, dude. Cool. Mm-hmm. Hanging Wes Anderson style directly center frame of the booth is an old picture of Cal from his uh from the night after his first television broadcast as a head news anchor, and it's beautifully framed in this old oak wooden frame and is uh, sitting gloriously. He looks like a kid. The suit's wearing him. Yeah, Cal sits purposely with his back to that. In what way? Is it so that when people look at it, they see your face next to your face? Or is it to... Is it to- <laughs> what, what, no, what they're going to see is like... 
a very a much younger, more like handsome man uh, okay. with a huge smile on his face next to that aged thirty years and looking absolutely miserable tonight. That it does have that effect that like those are contrasted, but right. um, he's not trying to do it as a power move or anything. He just doesn't want to catch sight of it. Sure, sure, sure. As Julius like slides into the booth, he's like not saying anything but like wiggling with excitement like he's wanted to do this for so long like just be a producer and be part of the news and be able to get into this place like he is so fucking stoked Julius if you wiggle like that during the printing press you could lose a finger (laughs) Mm, printing press I want to find out what it is your research didn't tell you what it is my uncle uh, would not tell me that makes sense. I mean, it's kind of a closely guarded secret around here. I don't think that anybody goes out there just, like, telling other people about it, you know? They never do, if they want to live. <laughs> Only kidding. <laughs> it's a process that happens in three steps. <laughs> the first step, you are laid across the bar, <laughs> uh, and your belly is exposed. Julius pulls his shirt up as he not lay, yet, not as yet. he lays on the table and then realizes like what was said and then he goes and sits back down. Yeah. Tell him the second part. Well, I, the, this is kind of like your last moment of like choice here, but you get to decide what liquor you want. <laughs> Once you're laying on the bar with your shirt up. Uh-huh. So like, what would be your choice for if like you said your like favorite liquor? Tequila. Ooh, that's a bad choice. Right on. <laughs> The third step is more tequila than you've ever had in your life with hungry news crews (laughs) eagerly licking it off your midriff. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) As Maggie, the hardened barkeep, pours a bottle into your mouth. Great name, by the way. (laughs) So the tequila gets poured into my mouth and... And your belly button. On... My belly, though. and they let mm. the they let the older interns just absolutely go at you. So at this point, you're probably asking, "What's in it for you?" The deep respect. That I comes. spent a lot of my time uh, in college practicing for this day. Oh, you've had a lot of people lick you. I wish. Oh, this guy has anyone licked you? Uh, Julius gets up from the booth and walks over to the bar <laughs> with this while he's like untucking his shirt from his pants, his all tan uh, suit. Oh, I thought you were gonna describe your body, and I was like, he strikes me as a very pale man. <laughs> he's pretty pale, yeah. Uh, you see a trunk of a woman in a denim vest. Uh, with long best of a woman and, and, and I'm drunk and a long braid uh, down the back of her hair she clinks a bell above her head and she's like hot, hot off the press hot off the presses oh that's right we got a newbie over at City Action News. Come on down. Everyone, giving up for Julius Summers. He's in for the printing press. Cling, 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 cling. And the entire crowd. In circles, like all the smokers come inside when they hear the bell. And immediately jackets come off. Ties are loosened. (laughs) Top buttons are undone. And like these very dorky, like, 
you, you see the interns start circling, and they all look like Jonah from Veep. Uh, Julius, <laughs> <laughs> Julius is uh, laying on the bar with his like shirt kind of pulled up, to, uh, exposing his stomach, and then one of the Jonah interns just rips all of his like upper clothing off. And the chants fade away, much like Julius's memories from the entire night. Beck and Cal, however, don't get printing pressed by a bunch of rabid interns and therefore are able to keep their wits in their brain helmets for the evening. Let's go check that out. And oh, hey, thanks so much for listening to Pretending to Be People. Probably means you're fucking cool. We've got a very special guest on today's episode of Pretending to Be People. I had an idea in my head when we were discussing the recording of season two. Joe and I had talked about who his character would interact with the most. And your answer to that was... Uh, mother. <laughs> the answer was mother. Yes. It I was... think you specifically told me I can't have dead parents this time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not yet. <laughs> not yet, exactly. <laughs> and when you said mom, immediately I thought, well, let's get our podcast uh, dad to come on and play <laughs> Beck Wilder's mom. <laughs> it's Scott Dorward is back, <laughs> Well, thank you very much for having me back on. And like, this isn't the first time I've been called a mother, but at least the circumstances <laughs> are different. <laughs> Well, we really appreciate you coming on. For those of you who are uh, just uh, hearing Scott on pretending to be people for the first time for some fucking reason, uh, Scott is my parasocial RPG mentor. He didn't know that he was my mentor, but but listening to uh, his podcast that he does uh, with Matt Sanderson and Paul Fricker, good friends of Jackson Elias, truly developed me into the the GM that I am today and I am super appreciative of all the lessons I've learned listening to their podcast over the years. Oh blimey. I, I I'm still amazed that anyone even listens to it, let alone learns anything <laughs> from it. <laughs> Scott, before I was ever aware of who you were, I knew that Zach listened to your podcast and you answered some questions for him one time and he was so excited and told us all about it. And that was way before there was ever a glimmer of hope of meeting you, let alone playing. No, yeah, we we weren't (laughs) even talking about recording a podcast, but I was running Hell in Texas, which is a scenario that you wrote for the book, The Things We Leave Behind by Stygian Fox publishing and that's a great yeah. book and your scenario in it is so terrifying and awesome <laughs> it's a good so i posted some questions on the subreddit and you yourself came in and answered them and i lost my fucking shit scott <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I waste half my life on reddit it's <laughs> it, it is my main time sink and i am not proud of that <laughs> well that time sink may Made this nerd super happy and validated many, many years ago. So thank you for that. <laughs> Some nice. might say this podcast oh. wouldn't exist without you, Scott. You gave him the hope, <laughs> the drive. Oh, it's, it's, it's all my fault now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we have to pin it on somebody. <laughs> I would like 
to take us to the home of Beck and Kim Wilder. As Ramona scoots her <laughs> Zach has a uh, cat food bowl that is one of those ones that's like a maze. Yeah, it keeps Ramona nice and... Uh, but it kind of becomes a game. Smart, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she grabs each piece individually and then eats it out of her own paw, which is rad. <laughs> but noisy, but it, I imagine. But quite noisy. I'm going to move it into the back room. <laughs> yeah. I, I barely get through a recording session without one of my cats running into the room and screaming like a seagull or jumping all <laughs> over things and knocking shit over. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My, my, my cats are named Chaos and Anarchy, and it's with good reason. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Beck Wilder has had a brutal day. Started off fine. Woke up around 2 p.m. in your tidy whities in your messy bedroom. Headed off, shot a segment out on a farm. He had a rough evening. Was it evening? Yeah, it was a it was a rough evening. You were you were called out for a potential story that was. We weren't even a hundred percent sure what we were going out there for. And what did you find? Oh man, it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, terrible, terrible crime scene, including a partially severed head. Yeah, that wasn't what Beck was thinking was going to happen that day yeah i mean a severed head is bad enough a partially severed head sounds worse (laughs) yeah it's a lot worse (laughs) just holding on just a little hinge (laughs) beck isn't in the greatest headspace he's now just gotten back from the foundry where he had a nice night trying to drink his troubles away are you feeling a little uh, loose You feeling a little warm in the face? Beck always feels loose. (laughs) He's maybe a little bit looser than normal, but that he kind of lives in a in an equilibrium of inebriation. (laughs) A loose state. I like that. So as you arrive home, it's late at night. Uh, It's eleven thirty p.m., maybe even midnight, which is about as late in the night as you can get (laughs) before it starts becoming morning. That's right. Kim Wilder has the home to herself. Her son is a mid-30s field cameraman for City Action News, and he is still living in your house, Kim. Hmm. For now. (laughs) (laughs) What is Kim Wilder up to on a random Saturday evening? I think she's sitting there on the sofa knitting and watching television the sound is way down on the tv and there's just the clack 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 of of knitting needles and somehow she is managing to make knitting look angry (laughs) (laughs) out of the corner of her eye she just keeps darting her eyes over and and stabbing them into the corner where beck keeps his camera equipment which is is not there at the time but there's a there's like a whole corner of this room that is specifically set up to house Beck's livelihood. Oh yeah. You can tell exactly where it is just by all the scuff marks on the skirting board and the floor tiles. <laughs> and uh, the last you saw Beck, it was it was maybe even yesterday because today 
You knew that he was in his bedroom. You knew that he, you know, had been sleeping in, but you went to knock on his door for tea or snack or he wasn't even in there. He just left the house without saying anything. And as those thoughts are flowing through your brain, the front door swings open. Hey, uh, Ma, you're up. Oh, this is awkward. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I thought that was a burglar coming in, but no, it's, it's just my son staying out all hours again. And where have you been tonight, young man? Get some drinks with the boys, you know, it's, uh, mm. uh, yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a bad night, Mama. I, yes, I, 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 I can, I, I can smell just how bad your night was from here. Yes. You're not going to bed until you put something in your stomach to soak up some of that beer. There's still some hot dog casserole in the oven. It's probably... Ooh, it's probably burnt to a crisp by now, but... Well, give it a try. Cut up the wieners nice and small, just the way you like it. Just the way I like it! Cut up the hot dog. Beck starts walking toward the fridge, and you can tell now that he's a little drunker even than you've ever seen him. He's a stumblier than you've ever seen him. And he kind of catches him so, woo, <laughs> a little woozy. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, Ma. Uh, it, uh, I know we don't like to talk about, like, what I do, but, like, I saw some shit tonight, Mom. It was bad. And what exactly did you see? Oh, it's kind of like a thing that's, like, under investigation now i don't know if like i might need a lawyer to talk to you about it honestly i really don't understand why you can't have a proper job you're out all hours i i I never know whether i'm going to find you sleeping in your room in the middle of the afternoon or whether you're going to stay out until three o'clock in the morning clearly what you're doing isn't making you enough money for you to actually move into your own place and now you're saying that it's dangerous as well and it's going to get you into trouble what why do you do this? Why can't you just get a proper job? You know, Macy Grinwald's son, Deke, he, he's got he, he's got a nice thriving business for himself, selling second-hand sofa beds, and he's moved into a new apartment downtown. It's all his own. Well, I, I, I think he's got a couple of flatmates, but he's not living with his mother anymore. That's the important thing. Yeah, but Deke's a fucking asshole. Oh, not this again! Jesus Christ! He's a financially solvent asshole. <laughs> Sorry, uh, the uh, the internet connection cut out a little bit right there. He's a financially solvent <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Brilliant. As Kim started to go into that diatribe, Beck had his back to her, and he was kind of mouthing along with these words. He's heard it so many times. <laughs> oh, she's got to mention Deke again. She's got to mention Deke. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Playing the yeah. greatest hits. <laughs> if you love Deke so much, why didn't you give birth to him? Don't think that I haven't thought about that every day. Ew, gross, Mom. You think about fucking Deke's dad? Ugh. A wistful look crosses Kim's eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. 
for like half a second, I thought we were going to get something like really meaningful when Kim was like, why do you even do this job? And then Beck's like, go fuck my friend's dad. <laughs> At this point, Beck has lost the gusto for the uh, hot dog casserole and is just kind of like slopping it onto a plate and throwing it in the microwave and is trying his best to like avoid eye contact with you. Look, Ma, I know that it's like not like the best paying thing in the world, but it's like what I want to do. Like, I don't know if you can understand like happiness from that perspective, but that's what I've got for me right now. Look, you've got to understand that part of being a grown up is that we all have to do things that we don't want to do because that's just how we get through life. And... Yes, all right, you can run around doing your camera stuff and whatever it is you do at three o'clock in the morning and I I try not to judge you, but sooner or later you've got to grow up. You can't just carry on like this and pretend that everything's all right. You, you've got to you, you've got to grow up someday, boy. Uh, Beck is now kind of a little more solemn and a little more introspective visually. And he pulls the food out of the microwave and he's holding the plate and he's kind of picking at it with a fork. Yeah, I mean, fine. I, uh, we disagree on like fundamental things, Ma. I just, maybe maybe someday you'll see that I can, I can do this and also like be successful, whatever that means to you. I'm going to my room. All right. You'll have to pick up the clean sheets. I've, I've left them out for you, but you'll have to make the bed yourself. And um, I, I tried to get the stains out, but uh, we're going to have to try a new brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks. Thanks, Mommy. Uh, you got any milk? <laughs> sounds a bit Freudian. Um <laughs> <laughs> Scott, we didn't bring you on here to role play anything other than what's about to happen. <laughs> uh, Scott, thank you so much. I think I think that's yeah, the end that of that was, night. That was perfect. Oh, <laughs> uh, Scott, as always, an absolute pleasure. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> Zach, we live in a weird, privileged world that we just had Scott Dorward on to play yep. with my mom. Yep. And I said, thanks, mommy. Got any milk? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then we said, have a good day. <laughs> that is going to haunt me. That is, <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. Scott, thank you so much. Seriously, oh. thank you so much. My and pleasure. for those of you who uh, enjoyed Scott <laughs> just now... <laughs> Uh, you can hear him. Uh, he runs two different full uh, scenarios for us on pretending to be people in our bonus episodes. 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 <laughs> here on the main feed. Uh, Scott, you ran Bleak Prospect, a uh, Call of Cthulhu scenario that you wrote. So fucking creepy. It, it's one of my favorite <laughs> things that we've done on the show. Oh, it's so fun. Starts in a creepy. Hoover town and uh, goes to worse places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you also recently ran a Pulp Cthulhu scenario, both of which, by the way, that Scott wrote. Uh, this one was A New Age of Wonders. And 
that was for me personally, I think one of my absolute favorite <laughs> player experiences I've ever yeah. had in an RPG. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm glad you liked one. it. I had an absolute blast running it. He did too. Ugh, that's so fun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right well, I'm going to stop gushing. Uh, and, uh, and uh, we'll see you soon, Scott. Oh, marvelous. Look forward to it. Good night, mommy. <laughs> oh, God. I've got to go and have a bath now. <laughs> If you're just now joining us, welcome back to Pretending to Be People. We are here with a special guest right now. It is the GM of the Lost Mountain Saga, one of the best players from Glass Cannon Networks, Androids, and Aliens. It is Eleanor De Lorenzo. Let's get one that the people can hear. <laughs> It's fun to talk like this, but I don't know if anybody can understand. <laughs> Eleanor Lorenzo. Hey, Ellie. Hello. I understood. Uh, there were compliments <laughs> in that. I understood that. I, <laughs> I sucked that up right up. I picked those out right away. <laughs> thank you so much for coming yeah, back Ellie, on. Thank you so much for coming and joining us again. Oh, dude. Um, I'm so excited to be back. Thank you for inviting me. If you're listening to this and you haven't heard Ellie on Pretending to Be People before, Ellie was a guest and a player when I ran a homebrew scenario that I wrote, Bigfoot Underground Search and Hunt, for her and some other guest players. And we had an absolutely phenomenal time. Oh, yeah. You were such a wonderful player that I was so excited to bring you back on. But another huge reason that I was so excited to bring you on is when I told Thomas, I was like, hey, dude, Ellie from A&A is coming on pretending to be people. Yeah. And then you had her play with a bunch of people who weren't fans of that show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fan was like, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> Couldn't have anyone except me getting too starstruck on her first appearance on Pretending to Be People. Fair enough. You wanted to protect her from... <laughs> from what's from, about to happen. Yeah, yes. Let's... From the <laughs> slobbering idiots of the PTBP pod. I love slobbering idiots, though. That's what I'm more comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now I played with very talented, wonderful women, and they were all great. But uh, but I will that say... That sounds deeply intimidating. Intimidating, yeah. Yes. <laughs> They were hot. They stared at me with their hot eyes. And one of them was apparently married to you, Zach. That is correct. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. So, allegedly. Apparently. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Married. Taylor and her hot eyes are married to Zach. <laughs> I'm an allegedly lucky man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. I'm not going to correct that, just because I'm waiting for all the chinks in your marriage's armor to collapse at once. Coming in hot. Love it. Well, I'll have to beat Luke off, but... <laughs> wow, I'd watch that. <laughs> well, so Thomas, are you married? Uh, no. No, I'm not married. You said that very um, quickly. No. It was like it was like a gut reaction. No. Well, I remembered that I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, well. You looked back at your whole life and like, you thought, am I, did, did I leave a wife somewhere <laughs> along the road? It's like when people ask you if you're like, do you have any kids? And you're like, not that I'm aware of. It's like, do you have a wife? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> not that I'm aware of. I'm uh, known for not knowing much about America. And I just realized that I know you guys are from a state but i don't remember right. which which state right 
the the second. Is it Missouri? It yeah. is. Oh wow! I was gonna make a joke about you. You have a one in fifty shot, so just go for it. <laughs> you fucking nailed it. I did. Got it in one. It is. It is indeed Missouri, which we like, but a lot of people don't. Oh yeah, we love it. It's nice here. Oh, it's really hot right now. Actually, yeah. it sucks here. Fuck this place. <laughs> oh, but still, I would love to go. But like, is it nice because it's like you know you can be on a horse ranch and. <laughs> Sorry. You can be, yeah, you can be on a horse ranch. Um, or, okay. Well, I mean, I don't make very much money, and this is my house that we're recording in. Oh, see screw you and making fun of my bullshit <laughs> New York studio cabin that I'm... Uh, but that's, so that's true. That's a really cool thing about you have a You yeah. have an actual kitchen. I love that. Mm, I want, I want yeah. the Missouri kitchen. Let's uh, get into... Cal, Colorado. Cal, you've had a very interesting night. I want to dive back into uh, some of the things that you've seen here on this this random night. You were, uh, you were. I don't. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because uh, one of these memories that keeps just blasting into your head as you're leaving the foundry is just this headless, almost headless neck held on by a couple of tendons and nearly and headless skin neck. on one side. <laughs> Your mind drifts immediately from this severed neck off to your daughter. A little bit. Mostly my mind is just shouting neck hole, neck hole, neck hole <laughs> as I see like this horrifying like red flash and this image of this nearly headless neck. Neck hole, neck hole, neck hole as you get into your car. Neck hole, neck hole, neck hole as you drive really far back to your home. Neck hole, neck hole, neck hole, neck hole everywhere. Neck hole, neck hole, neck hole, as you sit into your chair. And he turns on a 24-hour news channel like he always does. <laughs> Match. <laughs> Drown it out, baby. Honestly, the cleaning person must have turned it off because it's he kind of likes to just keep it on all day. But yeah, he he turns that on. He goes over to his um his pretty dusty home bar. He grabs a glass and takes a, a bottle of uh, cheap white wine out of the refrigerator and pours it to the brim. <laughs> And then downs that and pours another. And at that moment, you feel a, a vibration coming from your pocket. And it's not the vibration of a text or a call. Do you not have a phone that vibrates? No, it does. But we don't do vibrates here. We have a, <laughs> we have a ring on this podcast. That's right. Bring, 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 bring. Yeah, he hears the ringtone set to his daughter, Carol. <laughs> Eleanor De Lorenzo, what does Carol's face look like? on the screen of, of Cal's phone here. It's a young woman, young 20s. She currently looks a little flushed, as if she might have been, I don't know, working out or something. But since it's Saturday night, you might assume that she might be a little tipsy. And she's sitting down on a couch that you recognize to be her student room. Hey. <laughs> oh, Carol. It's lovely to hear from you. I'm sorry, I've... I had kind of uh, an extraordinary evening. Um, how, honey? How are you? Dad, can you can you tilt your phone up a little bit? I can't see you <laughs> like you're filming your forehead again. He tilts it down, and you can just see his chin. Okay. Is this Dad, is this better? Right. No, please. Uh, a little. You remember, like you can put it a little bit further away from your face. Then that works better. You just see one giant eye as he's looking into <laughs> okay. the camera lens. It's it's all right. And she and she puts down the phone, and it's just voice over. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Honey, I'd love to see your your darling face, especially right. with you so far away from home. Please explain FaceTime to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad, have you been drinking? Uh, just a little wine. It's a Saturday night. I'm a single man. Can I not enjoy a sifter of wine? No, of course. Actually, that's what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. I, I wondered if you... Have you been doing anything fun lately, like except working? W work is fun, sweetie. Your mother and I always tried to tell you that. No, I know. I know. I just... I don't know. I worry about you. That's why I, I just wish you, you know, would get out there a little bit. Cal thinks about where he just got out to and pauses... And he kind of he kind of gulps and he's like, "I I get out, sweetie. Just today I saw some corn wrestling while I was out on assignment. <laughs> they also had crabs, not the men, <laughs> the farm. They raised but, corn and crabs. All right. So I get well, out. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I I know. I I just I don't know if you. I I I. I'm sure you already heard, but mom mom I think mom's seeing someone. Yes, I I heard he's. Quite a bit younger, too. He's, I, I heard he was 40. Yeah, but, I mean, after you turn 25, it's like age doesn't matter anymore. Oh. She says that with 100% sincerity because she thinks that if you're over 25, you're ancient. <laughs> and you can tell that suddenly Carol seems a little bit nervous. It's, yeah, I don't know. Is there something else on your mind, sweetie? Well, um... Promise you won't get angry. I promise. Well, you know that I know, you know that I always wanted to make you happy, and that's why I went to journalism school. Of course, just like <laughs> your mother and I, you went on to journalism school to continue the family business, which is your ultimate dream and desire, of course, right? Right. But well, I've decided, and she suddenly gets like defensive, as if she's ready to fight. I've decided that um, I'm not going to do that anymore. I've decided that I am going to pursue something else, something that I am passionate about. And it's not journalism, it's not writing, it's not, it's not any of that. I have decided I'm going to become a nature photographer. Well, sweetie, that's... That's wonderful. Really? You know, photography is still... Technically, journalism. No, well, no, okay, well. Sweetheart, I, I just want you to know that no matter what you choose, even if you're not a world-class news anchor like me or a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist like your mother, we are happy that what you have chosen is still inexplicably linked to the nexus of, <laughs> of reporting and, um, <clears throat> well, you know, Showing the truth of our world to the people. That's what it's all okay, about. Okay, well, see, see, that was like, I knew that you were going to react like that, so now I'm going to tell you the real, my real job. <laughs> A bait and switch. I'm going to tell you the oh. real. Oh. It's still related to photography. Yeah. Um, But it's like for, like, beautiful women posing without clothing. Pornography? No, pornography, it's not pornography. Carolina. It's not. It's not pornography. It's boudoir photography. Oh, I'm sorry. Nerd pornography. 
See, this is the thing. You never understand. You mock everything I do. That's the, the problem with you and mom. You're both academics, and I don't want to be involved with this. Like, I don't want to go to school anymore. I'm going to buy my camera. I'm going to take pictures of my friends, and and they will pay me eventually. And then I'll start an Instagram account, and I'm going to make a lot of money. And there's nothing you can say or do. And, yeah. Roll a grip check, Dad. No, um, I think he's... No, no, no. This is hold on. This is specifically because of what you've seen tonight and the amount of grip that you lost. It is going to affect the relationships that you have. Yeah, I know, but I was act- what I was just about to say was all about that. Oh, okay. And why it actually wouldn't. Well, that's part of the game is you have to roll to do that. <laughs> yeah, he hates the dice. But he succeeds. Okay, yeah, all fair enough. Uh so you see from the part of your father's chin that you can't see. It like quivers a little bit, but then he, then he composes itself and he says, honey, your mother and I will support you no matter what you choose to do. We only want you to be happy. And tonight I saw some horrible things that I can never unsee. If you can make beautiful art and put it into this world, that is enough for me you're going to want to approach this more carefully with your mother. We may not tell her until you've graduated. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to graduate. That's the thing. Right, right, right. Until you burlesque photography well. (laughs) I'm... This is a whole new world for me, Pumpkin, so... Dad, are you... Are you all right? You said you've seen some horrible stuff. (laughs) I didn't see a neck hole. (laughs) Sorry, uh, one of the wrestlers broke his arm. It bent the wrong way. It oh. was gnarly. <laughs> I love that Cal picked up the word gnarly from Beck. Yep. <laughs> so good. Oh, no, I'm, oh, Jesus. Are, is he going to be okay? Yes, sweetie, I think he'll be fine. Everything will be fine in the world. And you will, no matter what you choose to do, you will be an important contributing part of it. And your mother and I love you very deeply. Well, I love you too, Dad, but... And she's starting to get worried, like, wow, he really needs to start getting out there. And <laughs> I don't know, Dad. I know it's not my business, but I think it would be good for you to, like, there are apps you can download that would, like, match you with other women. I just don't want you to be, like, be alone. I'm, I'm not alone, sweetie. I have you. I have... My memories. He points to all the pictures around the house. Oh my god. See, that's the definition of being alone. But I will try to get out there more. What are these women apps you told me about? Well, one of them is called Bumble. 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 I mean, like, when you've downloaded them, let me know and I'll give you some advice because you can't be like, like, don't start commenting on women's profiles like like a weirdo. How do you comment like a normal low? Well, you just wait for them to... Like, you put up a nice picture of yourself, and then you write something nice about you, like you're an established journalist, and then you wait for women to contact you. Is there an app that finds me a woman exactly like your mother? <laughs> oh, no. Dad. Oh, what? No. <sighs> Maybe you should go for the complete opposite. Like a guy? <laughs> Well, maybe. I don't know, man. Carol, I I promise you, I will look into online dating. All right. Carol, exciting news. 
Do you post your boudoir pictures on TikTok? Well, okay. So, Dad, you can't follow my friends. Like, they are not part of the dating pool. Is that why you're asking? No, no. Have you heard of this? <laughs> Have you heard of TikTok? Uh, of course I've heard about TikTok. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I... Well, I learned about it today, and I did a dance. No, no. Carol, no, no, you should see the dance I did. It's posted on the can TikTok for the station. People liked Uh, it. Hey, you'll see. I'm I'm out there. Hey, Carol, when you pull it up on your phone, you see it's called the Cal Zone. Oh God. (laughs) Oh God. And he's doing a dance with a random guy on the street who's doing a very cool dance where it looks like he's sitting while he's upright. And dancing around in the sitting position. And Cal does it perfectly alongside of him. Wow, Dad, actually, that's pretty impressive. You should actually, you should keep doing that. I'm in a weird, twisted reality that we currently live in. You would actually find more dates based on this video. With Um, women like your mother? (laughs) Women like my mother, sure. But you should not narrow your like you there are plenty of women out there that aren't like mom oh well that's the problem Uh, all right dad i have to go but thank you for being supportive of my choices try to get some sleep and then maybe we'll yeah well i'll check in with you tomorrow but but i still uh until i have some money maybe don't uh cancel my credit card yet i I wouldn't dream of it, sweetie. But again, don't don't tell your mother she would cancel them in a heartbeat. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, take care of yourself, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. I love you very much. I love you too, Dad. And I, yeah, thank you. E- thank you. <laughs> this has been <laughs> Cal Colorado. Have a pleasant evening. You really don't have... Okay, fine. <laughs> and like... <laughs> Ellie, thank you so much for coming yeah, on the you, show. Ellie. Oh my god. That was great. That was fun. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this relationship thrives or Yeah, it was very nor like I love how like I expected Zach to come in and be like, and then all of a sudden her head falls over <laughs> like she dies. And I'm like, okay, cool. We get a long ways to go. We got we got time to fuck this shit up. Nice. Yeah, there, there can definitely be a phone call where your head falls off. <laughs> Hey, if that's what you want. Is season is season two a homebrew yep. as well? Yeah, very nice. It's all I can do. I don't like reading. He <laughs> <laughs> actually can't. I'm just, I'm too stupid. It's a shame. <laughs> <laughs>